Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. So I know that I owe uh, you faithful podcast listeners an apology because yesterday we did not have an episode, Um, but I'm grateful that Lamentations says that God's mercies are new every morning, and so uh, I'm still here, and so I hope your mercy for me is as good as God's is, and it probably isn't, but hopefully you can shoot for that. And so uh, we're going to walk, continue walking through Exodus. I've loved it so much, and uh, man, today we're in Exodus chapter 23, and and here's kind of what I hope you get. We're just going to kind of take a a few verses and just kind of look at what's kind of going on because again this is just to be honest this is that dry portion of scripture for us in exodus um we're going to see it pick up again before the end of the book but you think about how fast moving and how action-packed uh really exodus 1 through 19 is and then when the 10 commandments hit it kind of gets a little slower because again god is setting up for his people saying hey you are my people. This is how you are to live. So God is not just saving his people to live in complete freedom where we do have freedom in Christ and we are free in God, but it's not this freedom that just says, man, I can live the way I want to live and do what I want to do and say what I want to say. But God says, no, you are my people. And there's a standard to which my people are to live. And what what I hope you see today, and this might be really simple, and it's not going to be really profound, but what I hope you see, um, just in listening to this episode and hopefully in you reading Exodus 23 on your own, is that, man, this is dry. <laughs> like, I'm not going to argue that. Like, chapter 23 is um, just, I mean, there's not a lot of action happening. There's there's just not. But, man, it's still so good. Like, like there's just good stuff in it. And so I know um, that might sound like not profound at all. Like, it's dry, but there's good stuff. But, man, there really, really, really is good stuff in this chapter. Um, and, and so let's just notice just a few things. And there's good things for about gospel-centered living. Um, and so just for example, like he, so he's continuing to go on with these rules and stuff about how to live and, and how to conduct yourself in the people and the family of God. And, and there's some practical advice that it gives in verses 1 through 3. Let, listen to what it kind of says. Uh, he talks about don't spreading uh, a false report, right? So if you hear uh, a lie or a rumor, don't spread that. He says, don't join hands with a wicked man to be a malicious witness. It's like if you know someone is being a false witness and you join in with them, he's saying don't do that. Um, he says, don't side with many in a lawsuit to pervert justice. So, so basically what he's saying is don't just go along with the crowd if the crowd is saying something and you know that the crowd is not right. Like stick up for what's true and not just do what everyone else is doing. Uh, he says, don't be partial to a poor man in his lawsuit. Um, that actually is pretty intense there, but he's basically saying, man, judge fairly. Whether the guy's rich or poor, if, if they were wrongdoing or if they were right, then judge them based on their wrongdoing or their rightness. Uh, verse 5, it says to treat your enemies well, and if they need help, to help them. Uh, he says it in a little different language, but that's basically, he, he's talking about a donkey lying on the road, but that's pretty much what he's saying. Like if your enemy needs help, help him. Uh, verse 8, he says don't take bribes, right? And so what I hope you're seeing here is, 
man, there's just good, like gospel-centered, practical advice for the way that you and I should live your life. Like I'm just telling you, if you live your life in a way that says, I'm not going to spread false rumors and reports, that's a really good way to live life, right? Um, if you sit there and you say, man, I want to be fair and I want to judge people impartially based on, or not based on their economic status or their profile, but I want to judge them based on right and wrong, man, that's a great way to live life. And so Exodus 23 is laying that out there for us, right? And, and I love verse 9 again, because in verse 9, he goes back to not oppressing a foreigner. He did this in the past chapter 2. But he says, you must not oppress a foreign resident, for you yourselves know how it feels to be a foreigner, because you were foreigners in the land of Egypt. So again, God is rooting these commands in um, what we would say is the gospel, but he's rooting these commands in their salvation. So I mean, you know what it was like to be in Egypt and be a foreigner, so treat other foreigners well. All right. um, verse 10 through 19 is really cool. There's some rest and remembrance things there. God is uh, promising or telling his people uh, to rest in what he has done. Right? There's some notions here about the Sabbath. And there's also a portion here about remembering what God has done through the celebration of festivals. Right? And I remember the last night of Esther when we talked about this as a group where God tells his people and Mordecai tells the people, hey, we're going to set up a reminder. We're, we're going to set up a festival to remember what God has done in our life. Um, and it's good to rest. It's good to be reminded. I, I think about verse 19, very powerful verse, where it says, bring the best of the first fruits of your land to the house of the Lord your God, right? To bring the first fruits of your labor. Because basically what it's, that's saying is that all that I have is from God anyway, right? All that I have is from God. And so why not I just bring the first things that he has to give me? Um, and then in verse 20 through 23, there's a promise and, and a warning. Uh, he basically promises them that the, the land of Canaan, right, is the promised land. God's going to lead his people in that. But but he gives them an intense command in, in verses 32 through 33. He says, you must not make a covenant with them or their gods. And he's talking about the people that are living in the land. And he says, they must not remain in your land or else they will make you sin against me. If you worship their gods, it'll be a snare for you. So, so God's telling his people, when you go in, you're, you're not to make a covenant or agreement with those people or their gods because he's saying, hey, you are my people. You're supposed to follow me, not the gods of other Canaanite people. And what's sad is that the Israelites don't do this. They go in and they begin to tolerate their religions. They tolerate their philosophy and all these things. And what happens is idol worship becomes a prevalent thing for the people of Israel really throughout all of Israelite history. Um, but God is challenging me and encouraging them. When you get there, don't be this way. And so that, that's my encouragement to you. And I know that's really simple today. Is it, man, I know this is dry, but man, there is good stuff here. And, and I think sometimes if we're not careful, we skip over things that God's word would say to our life. And God's word wants to say to our life, but because there's an intimidation level that it's just dry or there's a, a fear that it's just going to be boring. And man, I just encourage you, man, God's word is so good. We, we talked about last night at youth, the grass withers and the flowers falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this word in Exodus 23 endures just as much as the gospel that Peter and Paul proclaimed. And it has something to say to our life and speaks into our life as well. So I hope that encouraged you today. I know it might be kind of dry, but man, it has good stuff for your life and good stuff for mine. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.